Welcome back, gamers. My name is Mark. I'm your host of the Off Weeks here at Budget Arcade, the number one free-to-play podcast in the world. Uh, you heard that right. We are the number one free-to-play podcast in the world. You can look it up. Google supports us. Encyclopedia Brown supports us. Can't fact-check us, because what are you going to fact-check? You just got to trust that we're the number one free-to-play podcast in the world. Uh, so in these off weeks, I, Mark, your host, take you on a on a journey of video game insight, video game news, video game reviews, what I've been playing, and spoiler alert, what I've been playing isn't anything good lately. Uh, so we're going to just go ahead and skip right on past that. But uh, in this week, we're going to focus on a bit of news. And the news in the video game world in the past week, week and a half, hasn't been great, gamers. It just hasn't been good. Uh, you know, what I'm talking about specifically is this Activision Blizzard um, lawsuit filed by the filed by the California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing, which accused... Activision, Activision Blizzard as, you know, unequal pay, uh, practices, um, sexual uh, assault allegations. There, uh, it even mentions a frat boy-like culture, quote-unquote frat boy, um, in, in, the, uh, in the company. And so when those allegations came out about a week and a half ago, one of Activision's executives, the, uh, the executive vice president of corporate affairs, Francis Townsend, uh, came out and she delivered a very dismissive statement. The statement has then since come under fire. The Activision Blizzard CEO, Bobby Kotek, uh, has since come out and kind of walked back the, the statement and has exp- uh, expressed in, in this new statement that uh, Activision uh, would now be working to change the culture of their company and this has this these allegations of um, workplace misconduct and um, just this uh, very heavy misrepresentation of uh, you know non-male workforce I guess uh, and forgive me if I uh, seem like I'm choosing my words carefully is because in the most part, I am. I'm. I'm not trying to misspeak on anything here. I'm. I'm more or less talking about what, what I know. Uh, what what has been reported about this story, and so, uh, if if I seem a little discombobulated, please bear with me. I'm trying to get these thoughts out, and I'm trying to keep this episode under a, a clean thirty minutes. Um, so, I want to talk about what makes video game culture frat boy what why is it that anytime video games are in the news for the wrong reasons you know video games are created for for the human population to have fun to to come together as a community and to live vicariously through characters on a screen and so you have these companies and activision and blizzard one company are very well known for making great games. You know your your uh, your modern warfare, your um, 
your World of Warcraft, your uh, just these these gigantic titles and franchises that are meant they were created for for enjoyment purposes. And so when a story like this comes out and we're finding out that there are people at these companies that are treating other people unfairly and treating people with disrespect and and we're they're treating um uh, other people as 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 if they are below them instead of of working in a cohesive environment and you know here in America and wherever you're listening to this I hope I hope and I pray that you have a similar experience wherever you wherever you find employment but here in America we are it's law that we are we are given a safe safe work environment um and so when you aren't given a safe work environment you're in violation of law and the company is held liable and the person people that are violating that particular law and it's federal law so it doesn't matter the state that you're in but those people can be held accountable civilly and criminally and so when these allegations come about and uh, the company initially tries to downplay the allegations and sidestep accusations and and just have this this dismissive aura about them that they're they just assume that it's going to be swept under the rug is because, one, they're creating games that people are, are actively playing. Millions and millions of people are actively playing worldwide at one time. So they're, they're assuming that it's going to get swept under the rug. So then when it doesn't get swept under the rug, then you have the CEO of the company coming out and saying, oh, hey, now, okay, so this is not going away. So maybe we are going to try to change some things. There's there's so much wrong with that. And that just that that's an example of how a company from the outside perspective can seem like the best thing possible because they're they're constantly creating games that we not just games but anything creating something that the the mass population finds so enjoyable. So we don't get, you know, a peek behind the curtain. And so we just assume that everything's great and, you know, everybody's loving going to work every day. And while I don't know if I've ever met anybody that didn't, that enjoyed going to work every single day, um, I speak for myself and I can say that I, I have a, uh, a profession and a career where I legitimately do love going to work every day. Are, do I have bad days? Yes. Um, do I do I sometimes take my bad day out on the people that I encounter? Yeah, and that's not fair. Um, but if I were to do some of the things that the people in Activision and Blizzard were accused of in a lawsuit, I would I would lose my career. And so, you know, I think the bottom line is that we hold people accountable. And that's so that's that's what these news organizations that are reporting on this IGN um gameindustry.biz uh VG20 uh video game 24 uh 24/7 um all these all these media outlets that have brought to light some of the inner workings behind this lawsuit they're doing great work um and we we have to we have to soak that up and we can't let this slide we can't let it go 
and we have to demand better. And so, um, in the past week, since the, since this these uh, accusations have have come to light and the lawsuit has been has been made public, you saw developers and um, you know uh, administrators from other publishers and developers across the uh, across the world come out and support the people and the and the workers the employees of Activision Blizzard is because it's it's typically it's typically not peer to peer misconduct and if and if that is happening then typically it's not hard to get rid of and I'm speaking in a general sense is because um you know, human resources departments here in America are held to a certain standard. And, you know, if something's brought to light to human resources, human resources by law has to investigate it. And in, during that investigation, if something is proven to be legitimate, then they have to take action. And that's typically a fireable action. You know, whoever, you know, if, if you're, you know, catcalling uh, an employee at work, you know, being a creep, um, you know, just, just being a not good dude. And when I say dude, I'm using dude as a, uh, as a, a very generalized term. Dude can be a female as well. We, we had all these other developers and publishers and people on social media, um, extend their support for, for these people working at Activision Blizzard. And then in the past week, they also staged a walkout. The The employees of Activision Blizzard staged a walkout. And, um, you know, I guess in a, in a show, in a, in a, it was a show of, hey, we're not going to take these this story lightly. Um, while some of them may have never been a part of the story, uh, most from what I've read, most of the employees have have band together. Um, some have met, met each other for the first time at this walkout. Um, Activision Blizzard is a very big company. Um, they have hundreds of, of employees that probably never interact at all. Um, they're just in different divisions. One, one side's in marketing, the other side's in, in game development. And, you know, then there's a third faction that are just made up of artists that are just drawing and doing storyboards and, and then you have your your um, your higher level administrators, and so from what I've read, most of this uh, comes about from you know middle management um, and just treating people unfairly um, because they don't happen to be men or you know um, you know women in in video games has always had a had a very oppre- oppressive arc. Um, that the public hasn't quite got on board yet. Every time it seems like every time you see a, a female gamer on the internet, they're they're getting you know sexual comments in you know uh, in the in the comment section. They're or if they got a Twitch stream, you know they got to mute the Twitch stream is because they're getting too much of uh, you know negative and sexual feedback. And, you know, just just because they happen to be a female and they happen to be playing a video game, um, you know, and, and cosplay um, for as great as cosplay is, hasn't done that stereotype uh, any favors. 
But at the same time, man, we have to be able to be individuals and express ourselves individually. And we have to be able to be accepted and not feel talked down to, shunned, oppressed, uh, given, um, you know, if, a, if a, an attractive person is wearing minimal clothing for a cosplay, that doesn't open them up to being treated unfairly or being treated, you know, as a sexual object. That just means that they are they have found a, a niche in in whatever um, you know whatever avenue they've gone down, and that's kind of a separate tangent, I guess. But you know that's an aspect of gaming is because a lot of cosplay a lot of cosplay deals with video games and video game characters, and so that's just a an aspect, and that's where that frat boy culture comes in is because you know the age old stereotype of frat boys is that they've They've they come together under a frat, um, and it's a it's typically younger um, male individuals. And uh, just speaking as a white male, fraternities are typically white. Uh, they're not they're not typically a, a, a minority group. They're typically white males. And you know this the the culture is is that they use women as objects and. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And, um, you know, if you watch any movie about, you know, uh, fraternities, what's, what's the, the, um, Will Ferrell movie? So you got old, the movie Old School, you got the, uh, you got the movie Animal House, um, uh, even like Revenge of the Nerds, older, older, you know, 80s, 90s movies, but, um, the the stereotype is that these dudes are they're not smart they're dumb and that they objectify women and for the longest time that's what that's what the stereotype was and i i was never in a fraternity i don't if you were great um some fraternities most fraternities i should say are not like that but there are these fraternities that um have for a long time have treated women um poorly um, have objectified them sexually, and um, that's where this frat frat boy uh, term comes from. Is is that they have um, Activision had this type of stereo stereotypical culture um, in inside the building amongst mid mid management, and you can see where. If that was the case, and if that's true, and these are all allegations, so we don't know if, if indeed they are true, but you can see where that would be a, a major problem uh, for a company as big as Activision is, and as as well known as Activision is, and as as highly regarded as Activision. Whether whether you're a fan of their games or not, they are they are one hundred percent a huge video game company. So the employees staged a walkout, they had this walkout, and people people showed their support from all over the world, and it was just this this very 
come together, you know, feel. And so then I started to see people on the internet, mainly in social media, Twitter, Facebook, come out and say that they were no longer going to support Activision Blizzard with their money. Uh, they were actually going to... These these people were saying that uh, they were going to take their money and they were going to spend it on another another video game. They were no longer going to support Activision financially. That's great. That's great. And that's where it starts. Um, and then I started seeing folks in and our own Scott uh, is one of them, saying that they were deleting all Activision and Blizzard games off of their devices. Well, that's cool. You do you. But what is what does that change? Um, you know, what is what is deleting uh, something that you may have spent money on? Uh, you know, do. Uh, does that change the culture? Does that change the perception? No, it, it may hurt. It may hurt the the bottom line a little bit. But I guarantee you that Activision is going to come out of this okay. You know, and that's not f- for a lack of of trying. I guess is that if if the end goal is to bury Activision because they have these allegations of misconduct and and sexual harassment and sexual assault and this frat boy like culture, then I don't. I don't know how much deleting something is going to do, um, you know. And I've, 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 I saw it from a ton of a ton of people. I saw a ton of posts, and you know, just this this mantra of I'm not gonna support it by playing the game, and that's fine. Um, but I guarantee you, their their player base isn't taking the hit that you think it is. Um, these these games like Warzone. Um, aren't taking the hit like we wish they would is because I I too would love to see Activision held accountable and hopefully that's from the state of California hopefully the state of California um, you know investigates this and finds this and it's a it's a lawsuit it's a civil lawsuit but um, you know hopefully something is is proven to where, Activision is held responsible for the way they they mistreated uh, their employees. But as gamers, how do we how do we move move past this and move forward and build on it? And how do we how do we become more inclusive? You know, I and I know as we as time goes on, gaming does become more inclusive, and we're seeing tons of support from video game companies for LGBTQ. Um, you know, Black Lives Matter. Uh, we're seeing we're seeing support for all of that, but is it just surface level? Is it surface level support? And I think the answer is yes. Um, it's because a company will only support something while it's in the limelight, um, and that's been proven time and time again. Um, you know, it's it's not a hundred percent, but most companies, most bigger companies. I'm not talking about these small companies that have. Um, you know, they're, they're vested in their communities. And Activision does give uh, to charitable organizations. They do, they do hold, um, you know, uh, different types of, of charitable drives at different times of the year. But that's what's expected of them. Uh, it's expected that these companies that are as big as Activision is, is to take a role in the community. But the community at large needs to demand better. Um, from them 
And I, I think it does start with, you know, monetary support. If the monetary support weans a bit and takes a dip, then they see, hey, it's affecting our bottom line now. How do we change it? Uh, we demand better from th their representatives. Uh, you know, the, the original statement that came out about these allegations was described as tone deaf from everybody. Uh, and it was, and I encourage you to go to read it. Go and read it because it just comes across as completely dismissive of the allegations. And 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 it wasn't until Bobby Kotek came and, and actually addressed the actual allegation and said that things were going to change did the tone kind of shift from Activision being defensive to Activision saying, yeah, we messed up. Uh, yeah, as a company, our culture isn't where we want it to be. And so we're going to we're going to move towards that. And it's hard. I've I mean, I've been a part of organizations that are very large um, and it's hard to change culture when you have hundreds of maybe thousands of employees you know, across the globe, really. Um, it's hard to change culture. And so that's where, as a community of gamers, we need to push it forward. We need to push the momentum to change not only Activision, but to hold every other publisher and developer accountable for the things that they're doing that are open, that we can see, and the things that we may not know about. We, we need, uh, and I don't know what kind of uni um, unions exist for video game companies. I don't know. I'm not even sure if there is. Um, but if there isn't, that might, that might be the first step is to, uh, is that these, these video game company or publishers and, and employees get a, uh, get representation. And, you know, I know this is Budget Arcade and we're talking about free to play. We typically talk about free-to-play podcasts or uh, video games. I wanted to take this time, and, and I'm right about 25 minutes, and it'll be cut down, so this episode is not going to be very long, and that's by design. Um, the longer I drone on about it, the longer I probably stick my foot in my mouth. Um, but I tell you what, if as gamers we demand more of these companies that we fund, the culture will change. It won't have a choice. Um you know, if we're paying $60 for a game and we're paying $500 for a console and we're paying $20 a month for a, a subscription service, then damn, we got the right to say, hey, you better treat people fair and you better treat people as human beings and you better treat people as equals. It's because just because that person's a man and that other person's a woman doesn't mean that man needs to make more than that woman. Or just because that person is, is white and that person is black doesn't mean that white person gets more opportunity than that black person. And so with with your monetary support, and I'm not saying you stop playing these games, it's because gaming is an escape. Gaming is 100% an escape. There's a lot of bad shit going on in this world right now, and we need all the help we can get. So with your monetary support, you demand more. And if it's via social platforms... If it's via writing your representatives, I mean that sounds like a big task. That sounds like a very uh, a very adult thing to do, but that's how you enact change. Um, and you you hold pressure to the people that you're funding. And and each and every one of you listening has funded 
uh, a publisher and a developer and a, uh, a mega company in the video game world at some point in time. I know this is a free-to-play uh, video game podcast, but we've all bought games. And we've all paid a large amount of money for this escape that we call video gaming. And so we need to we need to hold these folks accountable. And so I hope that in the past 20 minutes I didn't lose you. And I hope that you, you found something in what I said to be to be honest, is because everything I just said was completely off the off the top. Um, you know, I don't I don't talk off script or off of a script. I talk off script. Um, if you if you've listened to any podcast from Budget Arcade, you'll know that um, I'm very real when it comes to these to to any topic, um, and I don't I don't mince words too much. Um, and so uh, I apologize for for the uh, little bit of language that I used uh, just a minute ago. I'm not sure if it's going to get bleeped or not. I'm not going to bleep it. But Scott can. But let's hold let's let's hold these companies accountable. Let's 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 enact the change. Let's let's start uh, start with what we can do. And I'm not telling you to delete anything off your system. Um, and I'm not telling you to stop playing a game because a company has bad culture. I'm telling you that you can enact change in very small ways. So do the things you can do. Be good people. Uh, next week we're playing Splitgate. It is out on consoles. I believe it's also on PC. Maybe I don't know. Uh, but uh, play along with us uh, uh, if you are interested. Join our Discord. Um, if you would like to support the show, you can donate to our Patreon. That's Patreon.com/slash Budget Arcade. That's probably not not right, but uh, you can find us. Just Google Patreon Budget Arcade. And uh, you can join a, um, a pretty cool collection of individuals that have supported the podcast and continue to support the podcast. Um, and, uh, you know, our Discord is always open. Find all of us there. Me, Scott, Jeff, Elliot. Uh, anybody you've heard on this podcast before is in the, in the Discord. So um, don't, don't be shy. And uh, you can find us on, on Twitter, um, Budget Arcade. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. We're on all of them. Uh, so just search uh, Budget Arcade. And you, you can follow me at my um, personal Twitter. Is I heard you liked. I heard you liked. And uh, that's where you can find some of my unfiltered, unfiltered stuff. Um, but once again, this has been... Uh, budget arcade and i hope uh hope this episode didn't find you uh too too gloomy but it's it's real stuff so um don't worry about the uh the gray shade over the podcast it sometimes sometimes difficult topics need to be brought up so um we will catch you next week when we play splitgate uh, if you play it play along with us um and you're part of our discord you can offer up some commentary and we'll read it here on the show and our music is provided by stimmage and you can find his the links to his music in our show notes and we'll catch you next week
America. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.